Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. Amen. I, you know, I'm so excited to be your pastor. I, I'm, I was thinking earlier, you know, that back in the early days of what we were, we were spirit life for many years, and back in those days, you know, if you had a Sunday during college football season where Miami, Florida State, and Florida all lost on a Saturday, church on Sunday was hard. It was tough. Today, we're, we're, I'm so proud of you. You're so, much, you're, you're so far past that. Your maturity level has grown. And uh, we pray for all of you and your teams. And uh, anyway, uh, some losses were harder than others. But anyway, we're moving forward, right? Uh, this month, I don't know if you've enjoyed it, but I've enjoyed studying it and bringing the word to you because I believe God is doing something and saying something regarding our situation in America and around the world as far as jobs and careers and occupations. And I believe he's speaking prophetically, and I want to continue that thought today with a message I call the shape of water. The shape of water, it'll be self-explanatory in a few moments. <clears throat> Let's go and open our Bibles to John chapter 7 and then Isaiah 62. John 7 says this, verse 37 Jesus said on the last day, that, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him just come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Holy Spirit, whom those believing in him wouldn't receive, but for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, but Jesus, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now, a few chapters earlier in the story of the woman at the well, as they're having this conversation about water, Jesus says to the woman, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Same phrase. And Isaiah 62 from God's word translation, verse 10 says, go through, go through the gates, prepare a way for the people, build up, build up the highway, clear the stones and raise a flag for the people. Let's pray together one more time. Father God, would you open the eyes of our heart? Your people are here and we're hungry for your word and we're thirsty for your spirit. We ask you to come and move in this place. Teach us as we sit at your feet. Preach to us and empower us as we move in this life. We thank you, Lord, for the changing seasons as we move into autumn this week, Lord. We thank you that every time we change seasons in the natural, we're reminded there, there are season changes in the spirit and that our day is coming in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We've been laying a foundation the last couple of weeks so we can go where no man has gone before. Last week we talked about excellence and I just want to clarify one thing in kind of meditating on what I said last week. I just want to bring one little 
One little course correction, one little adjustment, that is simply this. Excellence is not perfectionism. Excellence is not perfectionism. Some people, when they hear the word excellence, they automatically take it into themselves and others around them and become critical because they're looking, thinking that excellence is perfectionism. It is not. Jesus' yoke is always easy. His burden is always light. Amen? Amen. So as we move forward, I want to begin today by this statement. Every time the world gets darker, it's a signal to the church to rise and shine as never before. Most of you know Isaiah chapter 60, one of my favorite, really one of my life verses, arise and shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen, past tense, upon you. For deep darkness will cover the earth, deep darkness the people, but the Lord, but the Lord, but the Lord will arise over you, the church, the people of God, and his glory will be seen upon you and kings and Gentiles will be drawn. What are Gentiles? That's just unsaved people. Unsaved people, people with no covenant with God, kings, leaders, and unsaved people will be drawn to the brightness of your rising up. Every time the world gets darker, the church's temptation is to always go, ha, look how dark it's getting. Oh my goodness, it's getting dark. What are we gonna do about this? What are we gonna do about that? It's just dark. That doesn't help. The darker it is, even if you light a match, it changes the whole room. We've got to become people of light and people of living water. Recently found out that the Bible speaks of the phrase living water over 100 times. I just gave you two New Testament examples, <clears throat> but several of the prophets of God, the Old Testament, also talk about living water. Martin von Tilburg says this, one of water's unique qualities is that it has no shape. Left to itself, it can seep into any crack, fill any empty space. Its shape is only determined by its container. Water takes on the shape of the vessel that it's in. You ever heard of liquid assets, liquid resources? Sometimes a lot of people that have a lot of money, they don't really have any money. They just have a lot of assets. They have a lot of things, but there's nothing liquid. When you have something liquid, it means you have cash, you have you can do something right now because you've got it right there. You've got it handy. What if I told you that some of the greatest liquid assets of heaven in the church have been tied up and not flowing as liquid? God wants to do something special in our generation, but it begins with us. In this crazy time in the world, we need to see the church of Jesus We need the church of Jesus to see things differently. We need you, you and I need to see from a different perspective. We need to see differently so we can release what's been dammed up inside of us. The tsunami of revival the last couple of years I've been prophesying and 
preaching prophetically about a tsunami of revival. I believe it's fast approaching. I believe, in fact, it's already working and moving, but it's inside of us. Waiting for a new and fresh paradigm, the release of God's holy anointing through a generation of people that recognize the uniqueness of their own calling and purpose, not just inside the four walls of the church, but in the marketplace. If you study the ancient maps showing the missionary travels of the apostle Paul, you may realize that the dotted lines of his journey weren't, that you can look at it and you can see, oh, he went here and he went there and he went on this and he was on that ship and went there. But in thinking about it and looking at it, what you realize is that Paul the apostle's missionary journeys, those routes that he took were not on the travel brochures in ancient Rome. These weren't the holiday destinations that they are today. You go to the Greek Isles today, and you know, oh, look, we go here and we went there. We went where? We went where the apostle Paul was. Great. But when he went, listen, they were trade routes. He went where the ships were going because that's where trade was taking place from Israel and around the Middle East into the ancient world, into Europe. Merchant ships were in fact what he wrote on. The fact of the matter is this, the gospel of the kingdom has always traveled through commerce and the marketplace. Thank you for that overwhelming response. <clears throat> Pardon me, this way, let me just say this way. Business is the vehicle for your calling. Business, your job, is the vehicle for your ministry. You say, oh, Pastor, I don't have a ministry. Yes, you do. Your ministry is in the body and outside into the world. It's through the church, but not just in the church. It's through you growing and then going and being the light out there and being liquid every place that you go, especially and including at work. Bill Johnson of the Bethel Church, some of you know the Jesus culture and all that, the great, great pastor. He said this, any gospel that doesn't work in the marketplace doesn't work at all. Notice if, 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 it's some, if, if it's something that doesn't work out there, it doesn't work in here either. We've got to see the anointing and the power of God working in a divine way. And we have to get this mentality, get out beyond the four walls of the church to see what the anointing can do. In the church, God, you, God utilizes your gifts, talents, and abilities, but it's not just here. You say, well, at church, I feel the anointing. Well, you need to feel the anointing here maybe a little differently because in the gathering together of called Islands to Action, there's manifested power and presence. But that manifested power and presence goes with you when you leave. Listen, when we leave this building, the anointing doesn't sit here. The presence of power of God isn't here. If you show up on a weekday and come in and somebody's vacuuming, they're not, oh man, I just feel the presence of God up here vacuuming. I've never seen our cleaning crew 
down into the power of God on the floor, just praising the Lord. I mean, that'd be great. But there's no, the abiding presence is not in the building. The abiding presence is in you. And I think the problem is we have this untapped resource because partially because we're not expecting it. We're not expecting God to move through us when we're in just a mundane conversation or something that we're doing at work. But I want you to know that everything God has appointed you for, he has anointed you for. And you have to see it that way. You have to take it in. We've been talking a lot the last couple years about kingdom authority. And I still want to talk about it, emphasize it. But dominion is not about ruling over others or religiously controlling everything. Okay? Your role in there to be the light at your office is not to have a big giant concordance on your desk and the biggest print Bible you can find and then be judgy with people. That's not, that's, it takes nothing. Listen, it takes no discernment, really, not much discernment at all to point out the evil of people in your job or what's going on in your workplace. Let's call that the lowest form of the prophetic. Okay? It takes very little discernment to sit there and think you're called to be the, the traffic cop of the business. You're not there just as the conscience of the business. You earn the right to be the conscience of the business by your work, by your love, by your labor, by your loyalty. I should have written those L words down. That was good. The alliteration was good. I should have made that the message. But we need new understanding. Say this word with me. Say nuance. And I know that's, uh, that, I mean, everybody has heard the word nuance, but nuance simply means this, that more than one thing can be true at the same time. The last couple of years, there've been so many issues and people screaming about everything that they can scream about. There's nuance in those things. It's not, it's not, the problem, people are so mad because they're only looking at one, one part of the truth that they see and don't know there's another part of that same truth. There's, a, it, there's, there's more than one thing happening here and more than one thing can be true at the same time. Now, all truth runs parallel, has to be with God, <clears throat> but there can be more than one thing going on at the same time. So here's what I wanna say to you. The kingdom authority Jesus gave us is about this. Setting people free from torment and disease to destroy the works of darkness. It is the power to move the resources of heaven through creative expression to meet human need. It is simply the authority to bring heaven to earth, the authority to, listen, serve. Serve. Jesus is the king of all kings, yet the servant of all. He freaked some people out when he came as a king and then said, but I didn't come to be served, I came to serve you. We could just grasp this. I read this quote the other day by Bill Johnson. Listen to this, this is powerful. I'll put it up on the screen for you. 
He said, royalty is my identity, but servanthood is my assignment, and intimacy with God is my life source. Let's say it again. Royalty is your identity and mine. Servanthood is your assignment and mine. Intimacy with God is our life source. Just let that sit up there, if you will, for a moment. When we talk about taking authority, taking dominion, we're not talking about being mean to people. We're talking about using our authority the way Jesus did. He took authority, he took responsibility, he could have had everything brought to him, but instead he made himself a servant. And with the ultimate service of going to the cross at Calvary, purchased your freedom and mine. To become sons and daughters of God, to have royal identity, to have blue blood. But the problem is in that message the last 20 or 30 years as we've really been bathed in that message of getting past the old unworthiness of religion and tradition of the past, we almost got this thing, well, I'm a royal priesthood, I'm a holy nation, I'm a peculiar person. Uh, uh, yes, I'm, here's who I am in Christ, yes. But just because you have authority doesn't mean that you're not a servant. Sonship and servanthood, nuance, both true at the same time. You hear me? When we can get that, to, <clears throat> to me, when I read a couple of quotes, it hit me so strong. Before God, I'm an intimate, and so are you. Before people, we're servants. Before hell, you're a ruler with no tolerance for their influence. And wisdom knows which role we are to fulfill at the proper time. Isn't that a great thought? That with the wisdom of heaven, the Holy Spirit giving us wisdom, Jesus Christ, the wisdom of God personified, lives in us and shows us how we operate in that realm. That we, yes, spiritual warfare, yes, we take authority over the powers of darkness, but that's not all we do. We're intimate with Christ, intimate with the knowledge and presence of the Holy Spirit, intimate with the Word of God. But before people, if we don't serve and find ways to humble ourselves on the side of the Lord, the water gets stopped. It gets fouled. It gets plugged. The water flows through service. So powerful. Kingdom influence comes from a combination of dominion and servanthood. Man, when this thing hit me this week, I was, I was studying outside. I was outdoors. And I just started to shout and didn't care who heard me. Because I started to say, my goodness, this is, this is a missing ingredient. This is, big, this is the missing ingredient because we talk about dominion and then people walk around with new confidence, but then on the other side of it, 
we don't necessarily light up the people around us. We don't necessarily turn them on to God. We kind of maybe sometimes turn them off. If we're just walking in our dominion, hear me? We're walking in the true dominion of the Lord though, there's servanthood involved. Jesus said the greatest among you will become the servant of all. This is how living water seeps into every facet of culture. We lead by serving. We rule by the mundane, by doing our job, by showing up early and working a little bit late, by having a good attitude, by not joining in with all the junk that everybody's talking about this week, the outrage du jour. You jump into that, it takes nothing. I was blessed to have coffee the other day with our missionaries from Jamaica, Travis and Yvonne Stewart. And we just had a great, we had the best time we've had together in years. I just got to share some things. And, you know, this summer, I told you a few weeks ago that we'd heard from them. And they had said to us, maybe, I don't know, a couple of months ago, <clears throat> that Jamaica was extra under control through COVID. And that the government had stepped in and they're not even providing the vaccine out there. And yet they're screaming at people the same way governments are trying to mandate things here. They're mandating all kinds of stuff. And in Jamaica, they shut the whole country down for weeks. Even though the numbers weren't really reflecting all of the, that it was working and everything else, but they shut it down. So they were not allowed to have church. So they asked for our help, would we mind if they kind of piggybacked with us on our Sunday services? So they now have kind of a flow and <clears throat> from what I kind of understand, I didn't understand before, but um, Pastor Travis and Yvonne, the, the, these precious missionaries, they have been going on with like a Zoom meeting with their church people before, right before our service, encouraging them, opening up, then connecting everybody to our service on Sunday morning. Like today, you're watching in Jamaica and we love, you know, give it up for the people in Jamaica, Jesus way. We're, we're glad you're part of our church. <clears throat> we're glad you're part of us. But what I didn't realize was just how important that this thing was going. Because now as they're coming out, now they've got a new lockdown until the end of October. And it's only on Sundays. You hear me? Yeah, you read between the lines, Okay. So they said, the weird thing is, the only thing open on Sundays in Jamaica, pretty much anyway, except for a few restaurants, is the church. But one of the leaders, I don't know if he's the prime minister or whatever, one of the leaders of Jamaica claims to be a Christian, but he's Seventh-day Adventist. So Saturday church is open. But the people, the Christian people, they want to come to church on Sunday. So it's this, they say, we know, we know now what this is about. It's about control. It's about a power grab. It's about saying, here's what the church can and cannot do. <clears throat> so long story longer, <laughs> this summer, the only thing they could do was to look for outreach opportunities. 
And they built a relationship over the past couple of years from their building, the Dream Center building that they have in Kingston area of Jamaica. They built a relationship with a principal of a school across the street. Now they went to the principal and out of a conversation, they found that this lady principal was a Christian and there was so much animosity, anguish, anger, violence even in the schools there. She said she just, she's, her biggest wish was to take a section of the property around the school and turn it into a peace garden. So they're gonna show you, we're gonna show you some pictures because what's happening is they took that desire from this woman and they raised money and they built a refuge with scriptural reminders and a spirit of excellence. They mobilized their youth group and some of their other team. As they began to do this, the gospel started going forward. One of the security guards that just usually sits at a desk and doesn't do anything said his secret passion was horticulture. He started coming out and participating with them in planting things. They took old crates, like crates, like we would see on the back of a truck. They turned them into the fencing that you see, the little, the little uh, picket, white picket fences. So they, they turned everything. In fact, they told me Yvonne did this. Travis said Yvonne did it. He didn't, just, he didn't even do it. She led them. They were these young people. They planted some stuff all crazy looking at one point. And she said, no, we've got to move this. <clears throat> Pardon me, we got to get this here to look like that over there. And they put the excellence in them. That man, that's exactly what we're talking about. The gospel in action in Jamaica this summer was not just what was going on through their church at a building because they were limited. But they found a way to build life, change the story. And they, and they did it by helping someone else's dream to come, become a reality. Now, it wasn't their dream. The principal was so moved by the excellence of the work that she came to him and said, can you do the whole thing? Can you do the whole property around the school? And they said, well, if you raise the money, we'll find a way to do it. But we've been, this, is, this, was, this was what we could do at this point, but we'll help you. She was so moved. See, the kingdom of God, <clears throat> pardon me, it's not religion. The kingdom of God doesn't look like religion. The kingdom of God certainly doesn't look like pipe organs and choir robes. The kingdom of God Jesus said when they said, well, what about, isn't the kingdom there or the kingdom there? He said, the kingdom of God doesn't come by observation. It doesn't come by just looking around. Why? For the kingdom of God is within you. It's within you. You're infected with it right now in a good way. This is the problem-solving infection for the other infections of the world. Serving can't just be to get people to pray a prayer of salvation. That's a religious agenda. People see through that. It must be with a sincere attitude of helping someone else to succeed, like the Jamaican principle. As Jesus talked about his kingdom, his way of doing what he does, 
<clears throat> he compared it to leaven. Matthew 13, 33, he says that leaven, the yeast that makes a whole lump of dough rise, has to be kneaded or slowly worked into the dough, then allowed to sit and process, often in a dark place. And over time, the whole lump expands. Is this not the light of the world? The salt of the earth? A city on a hill that cannot be hidden? Is this not the living water that is inside of us? That is locked up? Bottled up, dammed up? By our own expectations? There's no such thing as secular employment for the believer. You're redeemed. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I'm redeemed. You're redeemed. And when you're redeemed, you carry a legitimate kingdom expression through your life, whether you're at the grocery store or the dentist's office, or you're just doing your job. It's about Christ in you, the hope of glory. I'm almost done. I guess some more, I wanna finish with some powerful quotes. I read this powerful statement recently, listen. It is the responsibility of every believer to discover what God is doing in their generation and to partner with his divine plan. Not my responsibility alone, your responsibility. That's the kingdom of God in action. The question becomes, are you willing to step out of your comfort zone? I remembered an old quote and I looked it up. C.T. Studd, a preacher said years ago, some want to live within the sound of church or chapel bell, but I want to run a rescue shop within a yard of hell. Keep that up there for a moment, if you will. That's a famous old quote. Think about that. If, if hell is going on around you, Jesus said, Pray this way, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Jesus said, I didn't come as a doctor for those who didn't need healing. I came as a physician for those who know that they need healing. Get out of the comfort zone. Do it a little different, take a little step. Remember, wherever you're working, God has placed you there for a reason and a season, even if you don't like it right now. Find your mission and finish it. That may be the release that you need. If you're in a job you, you don't like right now, find God's purpose in that place and serve with all of your heart for the next season until you realize and fulfill it and then God may open a new door. Go through the gates. Go through the gates. What are the gates? What is a gate? The Bible talks about um, open wide you gates, uh, lift up you, your everlasting doors that the king of glory may go in. Gates are simply openings, 
places, it's, it's an opening where things go in and out of protected spaces. Gate, a gate. Jesus said on this rock, I'll build my church. We say, build your church, build your church. If Jesus is building his church, the gates of hell will not prevail against us. I've never seen a gate on offense. I've never seen anybody attacked by a gate. Right? How do you go? You go through a gate. You sometimes kick the gate down. Sometimes you have a key and open the gate. But the gate doesn't win. The gate can't stop you. The gates of hell will not prevail. Blessed be the Lord who always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus and diffuses that victory through us. Go through the gates. Go through the entrances of influence into the culture. We'll talk more about this next week. When the church of Jesus stays confined in the religion sector, we're limited to the religious sector influence. The world right now hates the church. And I mean every person in the world. I'm talking about the world system. Demons, devils hate the church. Why? Because we're God's representation on earth. We're the embassy. We're the ambassadors. They want to limit our influence. So they're trying everything they can right now to use the pandemic and everything else going on in the world to handcuff the church. But the church of Jesus will not be handcuffed. You know why? Because the Bible says that the word of God cannot be bound. The living water is inside of us. And the living water flows into every nook and cranny where you go. This week, today, tomorrow, every day. Go through the gates. A thought came to mind of a quote I heard when I was in the insurance business in the 80s. Christian success coach Zig Ziglar said this, you can have everything in life you want if you just help other people get what they want. Isn't that true? If you think about that, that's what, the, that's what the stewards did in Jamaica. They made a principal's dream come true and the gospel went forward. Not just because they planted with scriptures, but because they, they stepped into something and found ministry and the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit working through them to plant some plants, to build some fences. That's Jesus-style success. Let's remember when the early disciples expected Jesus to grab a scepter. Instead, he grabbed a towel and began washing the feet of sinners. So what's the shape of water? Living water is supposed to take the shape of sold-out, radical Christ followers who know who they are in Christ take their authority in him and the spirit and serve others in the marketplace. Let's pray together. Bow your head, will you? Jesus, would you come and wash us? Would you come and wash our walk, our feet with your living water today? Would you come and breathe new life into every calling 
every purpose, everyone who felt, everyone who's ever sensed the, uh, the call of the Lord on their lives and those who never have sensed or looked at their lives that way. Lord, let each person connected with this house begin to see their lives in a brand new way and begin to sense your presence and power in everything they do, every place they go. Would you empower us to get beyond the four walls of the church this week and to walk in the power of your spirit in Jesus' name. Just keep your eyes closed for a moment. You know the Lord loves you, right? Well, if he loves you, then you're not an outsider to his kingdom purpose. And you don't have to go somewhere to find ministry. You just have to bloom where you're planted. You have to, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. You plant your life in the house of God, plant your life in vision and fertile soil, solid and true to the spirit and the word. But then through that, you begin to realize that your words can be his words. Your hands can be his hands. Your heart can be his heart. Lord, show us your glory. Father, show us your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I love this series. I really do. I'm learning so much myself. And you start getting that roar inside of you. But you let it come out through acts of loyalty and servanthood in the, in the world. You don't let that other junk from them get on you. Oh my gosh. You can change the world. Amen. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you.